0: Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you don't want to be a malicious soul, all you got to do is hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by La. Travel down on the Monday. Okay, if you wish. A few years ago, I was given some plum shifts helping out at a supermarket clothing section, the staff for which were provided by the same merchandising company I worked for. It was day shifts, a good few hours away from home, So I asked if I could have my hotel starting from the Sunday night in order to be there for 7am as requested. Now this was a normal request for day shifts, especially for those who primarily use public transport like I do. Getting to somewhere for 7am by train just isn't doable for most places. However, on this occasion it was denied and I was only given a hotel from Monday to Friday. Just get there as early as you can was the instruction. So I looked at the train schedules and it wasn't as bad as I feared. I could catch a 6.05 London-bound train due into Lowborough at 6.25, then a 6.30 straight to Norwich. The only time of the day that such a combination was possible, as the Norwich trains only stopped at Lowborough that one time each day. This would get me there for about 9 a.m. I relayed this to the office, and they were fine with this. The next available route also started at 6.05, but longer connections at Leicester and Ely instead added over an hour to the journey total. Unfortunately, British rail companies have a reputation regarding reliability and punctuality, or rather the lack thereof, and with only a five-minute interchange between trains, even a minor delay between Sheffield, the start point of the London route, and Lowborough could lead to disaster. The first week, I just barely made it off the slam door London train and across the platform to the Norwich one. I was literally pulling my case in as the platform manager blew his whistle. I told the office that this level of delay was NORMAL for this route, as they expected to be able to make the time up between Leicester and St. Pancras. It's fine, do what you can. The next week, I missed the Lobaro connection. It was just pulling out as the doors unlocked on the London train. I had to take the longer route. The third week, there was no delay on the 605 at all. The fourth week? Oh boy. Not only did I miss the connection at Lowborough, but the Stansted bound train that I was meant to catch to Eli instead was canceled due to a lack of drivers. As this train was supposedly hourly, it was a long wait for the next one. And while it would have been quicker to catch the next train into London, find my way to the correct station, Liverpool Street, and catch a Greater Anglia train to Norwich, I'd bought the cheaper ticket that was NOT VALID THROUGH LONDON. So that was a no-go. And that clause was important later on. Even after this debacle, where I turned up at lunchtime, I was still getting told to travel down on the Monday morning. My unreliability was unacceptable because it wasn't my fault. Now, my shifts were supposedly 0700 to 1900, I was being given merchandising length shifts, as I was employed as a merchandiser, not a clothing section employee. So I was meant to finish at 7pm on a Friday with a 15 minute walk to the station after that. The train I caught on the Monday morning ordinarily went through Nottingham, from whence I could catch another train back to my home station. However, the last one of these departed at about 1900, too early for me to catch if I finished at 7pm. It was also the last train of the night and any delays would have seen me missing the last connection home see my previous point about reliability and punctuality there were later trains but they went through london and so i couldn't use them this was deemed by the local staff who i was there to support as unacceptable catching the last train home risking missing my connection and getting back rather close to midnight even if i made it no not happening and they raised this with the area manager, whose response was, Catch whichever train works for you. Oh, is that so? Well, in that case, I'll catch the second-to-last one just after 1800, and I'll leave at around 1730 to ensure I make it to the station on time, able to position myself to be one of the first ones on, so I don't have to turf a chancer out of my reserved seat. This state of affairs carried on for about two months, until they managed to find a local to fill the vacancy. And while I COULD have bought the more expensive London ticket, well, the cheap ticket was 90 British pounds, and I had to buy it myself and claim it back on expenses. Man, considering the price of the tickets, I feel like this is almost like a racket. Like you're gonna have such a miserable time trying to make it work that you might as well just buck up and buy the more expensive ticket. Do you think they intentionally don't maintain these lines as well because it's the less expensive option? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by Boulevard Hoopti, no broom for the ex, but she got the vacuum. A little over nine years ago, the ex and I split up. You can only listen to somebody tell you that they're leaving so many times before you agree with them, and we were together for almost 25 years. More happened than that on both our parts, like her response when I mentioned that I wanted to get another motorcycle. I sold my first one in 99 so we could move. I told her I was thinking about getting another bike, and she replied that at least the house would be paid off when I died on it. She had left and took the car that I was paying for. She had never contributed a dime to it. It was getting towards winter, and I needed the car back. Yes, it's Texas, but it gets cold in December and January. She finally drove it the 35 miles back to me, and I agreed to take her back to my son's place. She took the rest of her crap that was still in my house, and also took the vacuum and carpet scrubber, I found out later she took all of my spoons too, but the blue box store is just around the corner. The first thing I told her when we got in the car was not to smoke. I quit a couple of years before and I really can't stand the smell of it. She wasn't happy, but she agreed. Silent car rides suck and the radio wasn't much help. I tried to talk to her and was getting one word replies or just glares. I asked if she wanted me to just shut the freak up and drive. She said, that would be best. You got it, lady. So begins 25 minutes of very uncomfortable travel. I can hear her clenching the door handle so hard, it sounds like it's cracking. She sees a sign for a rest area coming up and tells me to stop so she can have a cigarette. Fine, you got it. She gets out and sits her butt on the little rock wall, smoking her cigarette and looking pissed off. I sat in the car, playing on my phone and making a couple of calls. I hear a knock on the window and it's her. She tells me she wants her stuff and to leave her there. I ask if she's sure. She says yes. She can't stand a ride with me anymore. Okay, if that's what you want. I got her stuff out, including her vacuum, and left her butt sitting at the rest area looking like a homeless maid. Drove away, called my oldest that she was living with and told him he needed to pick up his mom. He laughed when I told him I left her there sitting. I mean, sadly, sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles, I guess. You split up with somebody and you just can't stand each other and then, I mean that's why you split up, right? But honestly, kudos to OP for being able to kick that habit. Hopefully they feel very proud of themselves for accomplishing that because it takes a lot of willpower to be able to turn down that temptation. Our next story is by Trash It's Hit. Sexist Dress Code So I was substituting during the summer holiday for the nurse who stays in the office at my old job in home nursing. When we worked in the office, we were supposed to wear our normal clothes. It was just my boss and i in the office both men and it was a really hot summer my boss started talking up the importance of adhering to the dress code when not wearing uniform i.e when we were in the office the dress code stated that skirts were allowed but no shorts quite obviously he must have been referring to me as i was the only one wearing shorts and the only one except him walking around without a uniform I read the rules and told him in no uncertain language that if he really wanted me to, I would come into the office in skirts for the rest of the summer, as nowhere does it mention that you had to be a woman to wear skirts. He never mentioned it again, so I didn't get a chance to. Would have done it in a heartbeat. Honestly, any job that actually puts you in the elements of heat and humidity, if they don't allow you to wear shorts, I think their dress code is ridiculous. If you have a workplace with a dress code that makes people resort to wearing kilts or skirts to get feeling comfortable, you know you've done something seriously wrong. Our next story is by 420 Dream Queen, whatever you want. About three weeks ago, the VP of our company found a random sock in our parking lot. He brought it inside of me, the receptionist, and said, find out who the sock belongs to, send out a company-wide email, and drops the sock onto my desk. I'm so grossed out by this. My coworker gets two pencils and holds it chopstick style so I can get a picture and then puts it on the floor. I sent the email out. The morning goes by and at lunch I see the VP in the kitchen and I said that if no one claims the sock by the end of the day, I was tossing it. He looks at me and says, nah, I think we should frame it. And I reply, only if we can hang it in your office. And he says, whatever you want, Holly. And I say, you're gonna regret saying that to me. At this point, it's kind of a funny thing between me and the VP. He's funny and very laid back. My gears immediately started turning. I decided that I was going to spray paint the sock gold, frame it, and hang it in his office when he isn't there with command strips. Then I realized that April Fool's Day is approaching, so now he's getting a framed glitter gilded sock hung up on his office. I have two of his subordinates in on it, as well as another coworker. Isn't it incredible most times you see a stray sock sitting in a parking lot and you're like well that's definitely going to the trash or maybe it's just gonna sit there until it slowly dissolves in 20 years. But look at this one it had a whole new life to it got to be glitterified gilded a whole new life for this abandoned sock in a parking lot. Our next story is by breadfruit tasty your child does not need a ticket fine by me. I work at an indoor amusement park and a man came in with a son who looked around 5 or 6 years old. He came up to my ticket booth and rudely asked how young a child needs to be to get free entrance. I told him 0 to 3 years old. He then bought one adult ticket and said his son was 3. I confirmed his son was 3 years old twice before completing the transaction. He was rude the entire time but I just sat there and waited. We have a separate kid zone area that costs extra, but the children must be at least four years old to enter. The man came back asking for a ticket to the kid zone, and I reiterated that children have to be four at a minimum. The man said his son was four. I ask for his original ticket and say, oh, but sir, you forgot to pay for a ticket for your four-year-old. He says, you told me he was free. I say, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. Children must be three or younger to be considered free. I'll have to charge you for an additional children's ticket if you'd like to enter the kid play zone. He left but eventually came back to my booth since I was the only one working that day. He paid for a child's entrance ticket and a kid's own ticket for his clearly kindergarten age toddler. Alright, but let's be fair though, there was always those times where like, if you went to a restaurant or maybe the movies, and you were like 10, but like people 8 and younger got in for free or a little cheaper, you'd say, oh yeah, I'm just a really big 8 year old. Alright sweetheart, remember what mommy said, if anybody asks, you're 8 years old. And our final story of the day is by Maleficide, 15. Well done burger isn't well done enough? Here's a charcoal disc years ago when i was working my first job just out of high school i was a cook in an amusement park food stand we sold mostly burgers hot dogs and chicken tenders one day when i was working a lady asked for a burger well done i only ate and made burgers well done so i know pretty good what well done patties should be we would pre-make a bunch of the burgers and have them in a tray with a little au jus on top of the grill to keep them hot and juicy but since she specified a well done I put hers back on the grill to give it a little extra cook time. Sent it out and she immediately complains it's not done. I say okay and put it back on for a couple of minutes to the point that it's getting burnt and dry. Send it back out and not only is it not good enough, she asks if I'm too stupid to cook a proper burger. At this point, I'm just tired of it. I got orders piling up and this is taking too long. I put another patty on the grill. Put a spatula on top of it, then balanced the burger tray on top of the spatula and I then focused on the other orders. I flipped it a few minutes later when it started smoking too much, I pulled it off and it was just a hard black disc, think a flattened hockey puck, and sent it out to her once again. As soon as she looked at it she started screaming at me, calling me a freaking smart butt and demanding to speak to me directly. I popped my head out the window and asked if it wasn't done enough still. She kept yelling and finally demanded a supervisor, who then just gave her one of the pre-made patties and she happily accepted it while telling me one last time I need to learn my job. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and assume this is one of two things, either a Karen trying to game the system and be never satisfied until they comp their free burger, Or two, they decided OP didn't look right or didn't deserve to have a nice night or whatever, so they decided to target them and them alone to try to make them feel bad. Frankly, considering how some of these Karens are, it might be about a 50-50 shot either way. But with that being said, that's all the time that we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me.